For an inside look at the state's biggest footy league, it's the Monday Waffle. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Monday Waffle, round 14 edition. I'm Jesse Dolly Jones, joined by Connor Malice as usual. Good day, Connor. How are you, mate? Very well, Jesse. And Good to be back. And back by popular demand. He's been over the place the last few weeks, but Tom McCracken, good to have you back, mate. That's it, boys. I was in the post. It was uh, slow delivery, but I'm finally back. and It's good to be yeah. back. And, well, geez, what a couple of rounds of it's, waffle it's been. Yeah, well, it's great to have you back, mate. And I tell you what, what has happened to the Sharks? I know they're still sitting second on the ladder. However, these last three, four weeks, mate, they've been pretty shaky. Look, it, it's broken my heart, you know, when I've been following it along and particularly streaming. And uh, how good is this? able to stream the waffle wherever you are yeah, fantastic um, through the afl app oh, yep. look it, i'm just going to put it down to that you know the the effects of not having the home ground not having shark park it might be might be a wearing on the boys a little bit but that waffle was just not the same um but oh look they'll bounce back you know they'll get some more key ins and uh, hit the road running for the tail end of the season well they, they turned the wacker into their fortress those first three months of the season hadn't they and i mean Looking at the uh, the Fremantle Derby over the weekend, which we'll start off with, you know the the Bulldogs just over them from start to finish. Blitzed them. Yeah, blitzed well, the, blitzed them in the first quarter. Well, I mean, look look at the figures themselves. I mean, nine goals, thirteen to five goals, four. I mean, that's twenty twenty two shots to nine. Do you think the Sharks are just starting to wear down a little bit, or do you think they can hang on to that top two? Yeah, it's it's highly possible they're starting to wear down. They are a bit of a younger list. They've had some outs, particularly at the start of the season where the Eagles came in. Well, not just the Eagles, but the AFL teams, you know, picked up a few players. So they've had some revolving doors there. Um, but that's that's no excuses, you know. Football clubs need to turn around and, and be able to get on the scoreboard. Not, to not even score in the first quarter. I understand it was wet. Um, it's difficult. It, it's it, difficult to take, particularly well, as a yeah. supporter. If you look at all the statistics, everything... Throughout it was pretty well even. Your kicks, marks, handballs. Their tackling pressure was actually up 95 tackles to 81, but it looks like the hitouts was really where they lost it um, in this game. So, you know, yeah, yeah, as you said, 74 young to 39. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, maybe the doggies just used that. They're still without Florenko, I believe, too. So they're just making the most of what they have with them at the moment and then still pushing on. Well, Hayden Schloeth really uh, picked up the slack for the Bulldogs midfield, didn't he? Collecting 28 disposals, booting one goal for the game. He was the best on ground. Kyle Baskerville collecting 29. You also forgot the 15 tackles Schloeth had too. 15 tackles, or yeah, shouldn't be forgetting Un- those. That's eh? unreal. That's, 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 that's unbelievable, nuts. isn't you it? You turn for, around for a midfielder. and you say, you know, your coach gives you a bit of the bit of pre-game, wet, game fo- wet football, you know, you just physical presence around the ball. And to walk away with 15 tackles. I just don't just unreal. think people understand what 15 tackles means oh. because the amount of physical exertion to either yep. chase down or just to keep constantly putting your body on the line four tackles a quarter, let's say, then to also almost have 30 touches and a goal is phenomenal. Especially when you're a midfielder trying to actually win the football. I mean, to get 15 tackles on top of those 28 disposals and a goal, just absolutely sensational. Dylan Main booting four goals. For the Bulldogs, absolutely dominating there. And now, boys, with five weeks left in the home and away season, South Fremantle and East are now tied on 36 points. The Sharks have a 3% gap on the Bulldogs, but it's going to be very interesting to see if they can hold on to that spot. Now, the Subiaco Lions falling short against the Claremont Tigers by seven points, 35-28. to 28. Now, Connor, Subiaco were very brave. They came home strong in the end, but... Uh, Safe to say this probably wasn't one for the archives. 
Yeah, look, we've been touching on uh, Subiaco, and we did say, you know, it would be cool for them to get a, so, some great couple scalps and maybe try and shape that top five, even though they probably wouldn't have a chance of making it in there. But, I mean, it was close. I mean, in that second half, Claremont kept them to one point, and then, you know, they came back out in the second. But, yeah, look, I mean, wet weather footy anyway, wherever you go, is it's always going to be low scoring and not as accurate. doesn't matter how great your skill level is, but... Claremont getting some much-needed points, the the four points that they needed to make sure they're staying in that top five spot and just barely, really. Well, tied with uh, East Fremantle and South Fremantle on wins now on 36 points. Their percentage, they're 10% behind South, 13% behind East Fremantle. But, Tom, how much of a chance do you think they are of creeping into the top two these last five weeks? Oh, they're a huge chance, you know. Football is such a game of momentum that you just build and you compound week after week. And I think they're going to be a huge chance to really be a top contender, particularly in South's tail. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, their defence was superb, wasn't it? I mean, I, I know it was wet weather football and obviously it's just so difficult to score and they kicked five goals, five themselves. But to hold Subiaco to two goals in three quarters of football, Subiaco, even though they've struggled this year, they're still a quality side and to hold a team like that, it's obviously big wraps on the Tigers' defence. And Ryan Lim, he just dominated through the middle again, didn't he? Collecting 32 for the Tigers. Stefan Giro was the Lions' main disposal getter with 22 for the game. And uh, Jack Bueller up forward for Claremont, booting two goals for the game. So obviously goals were hard to come by, but he did have a, uh, a good day out there. The Peel Thunder boys taking care of the Perth Demons, 11-13-79 to 7 7 49. They are right on Swan District's tail there, Connor. It's, uh, I mean, if, if you're the Swan Districts, you'd be a little bit nervous right now. Well, just before the podcast, I was having a look, and I was having a look at the run for both of these guys home, Swan Districts and Peel Thunder, and I reckon it might be around 20 decider to make up the top five. Oh, wouldn't I mean, that be something? So That's tasty. It really is. Swan Districts will have to face off with East, Frio, and West Perth. And they will have an Eagles match, which you would hope they would lock in that four points. They would have to bring out all the guns and start blazing away and um, trying to get those four points secured. But Peel do have a pretty snug run home compared to Swannies. So, I mean, win against Perth, securing that four points away from them, from Swannies in that top five spot. So, big win for these guys. Yeah, it was obviously Peel Thunder. They're, they're still a game behind the Swan Districts. But as you mentioned, mate, uh, Swan Districts have a tough draw coming back home and it, it could easily come down to that match in round 20 which would just be absolutely superb wouldn't it Darcy Tucker collecting 32 for the Thunder is he unlucky to not be in the Dockers squad I mean I know the Dockers have been flying this year but pretty stiff isn't it yeah absolutely but you know I think uh, I think he's going to be moving up maybe to the med sub this week for the Purple Haze so if anything goes wrong with anybody he will get another opportunity but yeah geez he's he's motivated at waffle level isn't he hey yeah there's there's a few more uh dockers boys dominating as well wasn't there mitch crowden 32 nathan wilson 28 neil erasmus 22 carl warner 22 disposals he's knocking on the door for a dockers debut isn't he and uh matthew taylor collecting 24 for the demons now we'll switch over to the club that is trying to keep the peel thunder out of the top five being the swan districts Look, they did what they needed to do against the Royals, didn't they? 10-7-67, 6-8-44. But, uh, Tom, this probably wasn't the most convincing of wins, was it? 
Nah, they, it wasn't clinical, was it? It, it, it wasn't polished, um, particularly for a team that's going to be pushing for finals. They still found plenty of the footy, plenty of the goals. Uh, Aiden Clark, plenty of the footy. You know, he probably walked away with leather poisoning, yeah. you know, 37 <laughs> touches for the game. Yeah. Um, but most importantly, kicking the ball as much as he can. Metres gained. Mm. He was really lethal for the Swannies. But look, next week, they'll just have to try and kick it on again and... Yeah, like all, all you can do when you you know when you're looking at this ladder jump and is literally just going and trying to win each week. Yeah, how about Angus Shoemaker too for the Royals? Forty-one disposals. I mean that that is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, at what point? I know Swan Districts were winning the game, but at what point do you say, okay, we're going to tag this bloke? Because I mean, forty-one. That's ridiculous. Well, do you reckon his impact was? With the ball was was relevant to be able to shut down. Well, like, I mean, do you reckon he was? He probably was a bit in and under. Well, I mean, he still had twenty-two kicks, right? Mm. He had. Eight marks, and he had 19 handballs. So playing in and under, getting that feed out, then also bursting out to either recollect or make an effort down the wing or down the middle of the ground to get the mark and the kick down forward. Look, absolutely, you have an impact. And I mean, if the Swans are just going to let someone go along and get 40-plus touches, what's not for West Perth, Peel, Thunder, Claremont, if they're going to be seeing them in the grand final, be like, why don't we see what Schumacher's been doing against them and just tear them wide apart? Yeah, and uh, Jesse Turner might have pushed for some more Sandover medal votes there, collecting 36 for the match. And uh, I tell you what, it'll be a pretty close uh, finish in the Sandover medal, won't it? Because uh, obviously he's Jesse Turner's absolutely been killing it for the Swan Districts this year. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. And the uh, the last match over the weekend was played on the Saturday night at Mineral Resources Park. And Connor, the hapless Eagles, mate, they just... You know, they just haven't been able to cop a break, have they, gone down to West by 57 points? No, I mean, Falcons were pretty fortunate for some uh, inaccurate kicking, not kicking their first goal until the last yeah. quarter, but all of a sudden yeah. switching on and kicking four goals. Uh, ended up having four goals, nine by the end of the match. But yeah, by the end of that third, only having seven points. Um, yeah, you feel for them. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, zero, zero goals, seven across the first three quarters. Meanwhile, West Perth were... 10 goals, 15. I mean, you have to sort of wonder how often... Uh, I mean, it, it's such a shame what's happened to the, the Eagles waffle team too because let's not forget, like, their first inaugural season back in 2019, they made the finals. They knocked off West Perth in a final in Joondalup, fell short to Claremont by six points the week after. You thought to yourself, well, you know, look at the, the players they have. Brady Gray, Fraser McInnes, Andrew Fisher, all these boys, you know, they're going to load up and go again in 2020 and then obviously... The pandemic hits and uh, West Coast don't field a reserves team, and and this has basically just been the the fallout, hasn't it? Yeah, it's really really sad to see, but I mean, it could be worse. We might not have a West Coast Eagles team anymore, but it's great to see that they're still out there hitting the park and still trying to give it a red hot crack. I mean, easily could have just thrown in the boots in that last quarter and just said, well, they can just run all over us. But to turn around and kick four goals, turn to that last quarter with all four different goal scorers as well, just just credit to those Eagles boys. Yeah, Conal Lynch was the best on ground, uh, collecting 26 disposals, booting four goals for the Falcons. That's quite sensational, isn't it? Uh, Shane Nelson collecting 32. He was the main disposal getter on the ground. And Jackson Nelson leading the way for the Eagles with 27 touches for the game. And uh, looking at the ladder now, boys, and Tom, you touched on this prior to us jumping on the podcast. And how about this, eh? Our three teams, one, two, three on the ladder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty, pretty unreal, thought, mate. Yeah. You're sitting pretty uh, up the top there, Connor. 
as expected. Laugh. Oh, rain, rain yeah. it in. Yeah. But you know the the Fremantle two two ends yep. of Fremantle, mate. Yeah. They're uh, they're looking pretty pretty schmink. I I tell you what though, the grand final debate. Now it, it's not going to be at Optus Stadium, I should say. Uh, this this year it can't be played at the Wacker either. Now if you're East Fremantle and you are playing a team that's you know below you on the ladder for the Premiership, where do you want to play? You reckon, Tom? Because it, on one hand, you could stay in Fremantle, but but play at the Bulldogs' home ground, or you could go elsewhere and sort of try and. It, it, I suppose it depends who you're playing. Yeah, abs- absolutely, and it's it's a really valid valid point. You know, like what what is going to happen is because the waffle need to sort something out pretty quick, smart. Um, only a couple of rounds to go before finals, and you know I think it. You know, every team needs to know most importantly what they're playing for in these what in these games. I understand it's tied at the top end to be able to play finals, but if there is a difference between securing a home final by finishing, you know, up top two or something like that, particularly even more so having the opportunity to host a grand final, there's a lot more to play for. And, you know, for East Fremantle, if they do, if that is the case, myself, Shark supporter, I would love to see it stay in Fremantle. I relished the opportunity when South hosted. Even even if they're playing the Bulldogs? Yep, so yep, absolutely. hypothetically, absolutely. Sharks, Bulldogs? Yeah, yeah I, I think so. But, you know, obviously, I think you, you split the tickets. Um, um, everything needs to be pretty pretty split as much as you can because it is a bit of a smaller ground. But yeah. the atmosphere that happened in Fremantle, like, it still is in Fremantle. You yep. know? Like, it still is such an important hub for that community down there. And I think it would be really, um, it would be really well received if East were like, no, nah, let's just have it, you know, in Fremantle again. I would yep. like to see it at the home of the Waffle at Leaderville, if I'm honest with you. Leaderville, yep. I'd like to see it there. Just, a, I mean, I know Subi have been playing there, but I think that's probably the even, most even playing field you can have from this top five. Central, easy to get to, great location, it's great field, and I reckon that's where it should be. Hot. No, completely Hot. disagree. No. Hot. Whoever, Hot. whoever wins should be able to select, in my opinion, particularly at Waffle level. You're playing for, you know, sheep stations, particularly at Waffle. I, I've always been of the opinion, particularly if you finish first on the ladder, and then you are uh, the high, the first, the highest, the team who makes the grand final, and that, where they finished, if they finish higher on the ladder, that's where the grand you should go. Well, I mean, as you said, Jesse, if it's not at Optus, mm-hmm. the next one would have been the Wacker. And, like, I mean, that will probably be in the history of the Waffle. I mean, up until yep. East Rio took that over as their home ground probably the most unbiased grounds that you could have. No one yeah. really ever gets to play there. So, I mean, I think it should be at a park. I would hate to see if West Perth get it and they get, choose to play it at Joondalup. I mean, as a West Perth fan, I'd be really happy about it. But I also wouldn't see that as fair in the scheme of it's normally at Optus or it's normally at the Wacker if you can't get Optus. Bring it to a neutral ground. There can't be any speculation that, oh, it was a home ground or this, that and the other. It's even playing field, and everyone's there. And as long as it's a good park that everyone can watch it, so be it. Yeah, I mean that's a fair point you make, Connor, about the neutral venue, the the way that Optus Stadium is a neutral venue, and trying to replicate that with Leaderville, because as we know, Subiaco won't be there at the end of the season. But I, I don't know. I think I lean more towards Tom on this. I think the th- this should be a unique year. I think in which the team that's earned the right to host should be allowed to host and I think whether whether it's you know second versus fourth first versus third whatever the matchup may be whoever's the higher ranked team in this grand final I think 
should probably earn the right just given the circumstances. What a way to be able to engage fans throughout oh, absolutely, the, the, last, yeah. the next couple of rounds. You I know, mean, what, a, what a fabulous way to be able to like, hey guys, look at us, get down on the ground, get come and have a look at us. If we finish second, you know, and then we win the first, you know, final, second, yeah. final, whatever, we get make the grandy, it's coming home, well, you know. So that I think it's just a great way to be able to approach the community of foot, Perth, you know, footballing community and the state. And, you know, if your waffle team wins... And you know it's higher on the ladder. Then you know your grand final comes to you. Well, look at the uh, the twenty twenty grand final. I mean, how good was that? I, I know it was completely in South Fremantle's favour, but at the same time they earned it. You know they finished first on the ladder that year. Claremont finished below them. They had earned the right under those circumstances to host the grand final. And you you saw it back then. It was chock a block, and they actually held back probably about. 5,000 tickets for that. You, you could easily... There was 10,000 people crammed in. You can get 15 crammed in now. I mean, hope hopefully no you know health and safety measures coming into play there. But I just think that would be a sensational atmosphere. And, and also, with that being said, if, if it is West Perth and they want to play it at Joondalup, I think so be it. Same thing with, with a, a club like Claremont, for instance. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how all of that plays out. But let's look ahead to round 15, boys. Uh, Subiaco and West Coast have a bye this weekend. However, the top five will be moving around because uh, some of these matches are going to be absolutely uh, season-defining sort of stuff. And we'll start off with Claremont taking on the Swan Districts at Revo Fitness Stadium on Saturday. And uh, Connor, how do you see this one playing out? Well, I mean, Claremont have been on fire the past two weeks. I mean... Um Scalped the Falcons week for um, in round 13 by 29 points. Got a nice win over Subiaco in the wet. I mean, this week, I reckon, judging by the forecast, it's still going to be wet and a bit um, sloppy on the Friday, Saturday. So, yeah, look, they could make a great push to sit in second spot here. So I know they'll be taking it with um, two hands. And same for the Swannies, fighting for that fifth spot and uh, hopefully a gap from Peel of Thunder. So you're back in Claremont on this one? Yeah, I'll be back, back in Claremont. And Claremont, what do you reckon, Tom? Yeah, I think we're going to be back in Claremont as well. We've seen in the important games a couple of weeks ago, they lost to South by a point. I, I just don't think they have the polish to get there. I get across the line in some of these tight games and we're getting to the tight end of the season. It's going to be absolutely massive, isn't it? Because the Swan District's right, right now, 32 points. Claremont, 36. There is 2% separating these teams on the ladder. So whoever wins will uh, most likely be, in, well, at least fourth on the ladder come the end of the weekend. Uh, but I'm going to go the upset, boys. I think Swan Districts will get it done. They knocked off Claremont in uh, Bassendine earlier in the year, and I think they uh, I think they have the potential to do that again. So I'll back in the Swan Districts to get the upset win over the Tigers. Now East Perth taking on Peel Thunder at Leaderville. What do you reckon for this one, Tom? Oh, look, hard to go past the Thunder. They're on a bit of a march. They got the advantage as well. Fremantle playing at home on a Friday night. Mm. Whoever doesn't get a run down there, you know, the for those blokes there, those emergencies, yeah. I bet every dollar I have, they will be fronting up down at Peel to get a run on the legs. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, their list is going to be bolstered with just, you know, another couple, four or five AFL players. Um, so I, I think it's hard to go past the Thunder past the thunder it's a must win for the royals now isn't it can they get it done connor what do you reckon well i absolutely i mean but if you're looking at the scheme of this right let's say swannies lose this week and the royals get up you know they're tied with peel thunder sitting in that fifth Mm. uh, in that sixth spot and then you know all of a sudden we have a a triangle in our in our hands fighting for that fifth spot so 
you know what? For the sake of waffle footy, I might want the Royals to win this week. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see the Royals get up too, just to see that tight finish uh, the last month of the season between 5th, 6th and 7th. I think that would be absolutely sensational. With that being said, though, I think East Perth will be up against it. I think Peel will just have a bit too much talent, and I think the Thunder will get it done. Now, crossing over to the Wacker, East Fremantle taking on Perth. And Connor, can they get back on the winner's list, the Sharks? Yeah, I hope the Sharks can get back up for their sake. Perth has still been struggling. I mean, they've been putting up some decent fights to get some of the top five teams, and that's what we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, Jesse. Just that, you know, even though you might not be in the finals, but you have the opportunity to shape the top five and how the final's going to play out, Perth could get a nice scalp here this week, but I don't see um, the Sharks losing. Tied with South and Claremont, as we mentioned, and uh, Tom, it would be a bit nervous, I'd imagine, as a Sharks fan. Nah, save your breath. The boys are going to be back. <laughs> Don't worry about it, boys. Move on what, from mo- this one. We know, we, know, eh? we know the Sharks Morals. are up. Don't worry about it, boys. Move on. What, you're going with a blowout? Yeah. Oh, huge blowout. Huge blowout. Yeah, huge blowout. Yeah. Wow. Right. East going to, you know, not, you get a few percentage points up on this one. Um, How much do you expect them to win by? Oh, 60, 70. 10 plus. Yep. I reckon, I reckon, yeah. Jeez. I reckon they're going to romp it. You heard it here first. Here we well, go. In the yeah. wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, mate, blowouts can occur in the wet easily. Comes down to contested football. You get the ball forward and you make the most of your opportunities. It can occur. Oh, I reckon yeah. he, might be, he, Look, he might be eating some words next Yeah, week. mate. I, I oh, suppose we'll, I'll eat him. He I'll might be him. on another yeah. hiatus in yeah, round 16. <laughs> 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 nah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. a 50 point. Maybe just a... Maybe, oh. maybe an eight up. He's reeling back. Look, I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it'll be quite the uh, 60 to 70 point margin there, Tom, but I do think the Sharks will get it done. I reckon probably around four to five goals, but nonetheless should be a, a fairly convincing win for the Sharkies. Now, South Fremantle taking on West Perth. This will be the game of the round, first versus third. However, it is at Fremantle Oval, so South with the home ground advantage. Still won't matter. And, uh, well, I would start with you, Connor, but it <laughs> seems like a waste of time. So, Tom, what have you got for us? Oh, well, look, as a neutral bystander here, um, I, I think South are going to get the edge on this yes, one. Yes, you know? there we go. No, they, they play a different cut of cloth when they are playing at home. Like, you, you spoke about it at the Grandy. Um, the South mob, they're vocal, and they'll be, they'll be there in full noise. Full noise, mate. I, look, they've got I, solid. I they've got a polished back six. Doggies, Cuneo's down there. I, you know, I rate. I rate the doggies. Doggy supporters are very vocal, but we've also heard on every live stream how loud the West Perth Falcons are, and they travel. So I reckon it's going to be a fantastic clash. I don't see this being more than a two-goal difference, but Should I be think a ripper game. I yeah. think West Perth are going to get the advantage. I'm going to go south by six points. I think it'll be an absolute belter. So Bit of a slog fest in the rain down there. It hey, will, what's, what's, it? what's the surface like after last weekend down at... Well, it's, very, it's always been very dewy. I mean, even, mm. on, even on sunny days, you know, in the middle of June and July, it's, it's always very... You know, like the surface itself, it's just it's always wet. The football's always slippery, that, that sort of thing. Um, I mean, you saw with the grand final a couple of years ago, I mean, that was in, you know, the last week of September because it was on later that year. Pitch a perfect day. It was about 26, 27 degrees, perfectly sunny, but yet it was it was still dewy and it was very low scoring too. I think it was about six goals to five, if I remember correctly. South got over the top of them by three points. But um, yeah, it's just, it's always been that sort of ground, I think, just not much scoring, but yeah. 
sort of just always. <laughs> always <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least it's first, not a yeah. mud pit like half yeah. the footy ovals around. No, nah, it was. It was yeah. a six ten forty six Claremont six seven forty. Well, six uh, six, six seven forty three. So yeah, ten thousand strong crowd at yeah. the uh, Freo Community Bank Oval. Tell yeah. you what, the pubs were bumping that night. Oh, <laughs> it, it was unreal, wasn't yeah. it? And wouldn't you love? I, I actually. I, I want to see the grand final be awarded on merit this year, but as you alluded to, Tom, I mean, if it's if it's the Sharks and Bulldogs, if the Sharks were willing to just cop it on the chin and have it at Fremantle Oval, maybe you can... Oh, I don't see them even copying it on the chin. I understand it's the doggies' home ground, but, like, you're still splitting tickets. You're still going to get the East Rio fan base who would travel elsewhere will still go to the game. The Souths will still go to the game. And then, but you're going to get such a just a fabulous atmosphere of everybody else coming to the ground. Oh, you and guys, it's going to be it's going to be talk for some blokes that might not it, even make yeah. it to <laughs> Yeah, well, could be a clown hey, West Perth or Peel Thunder West Perth. Um, basically, yeah, anyone ver- anyone Perth. anyone versus West Perth in Collins World. <laughs> yeah. That's basically it. <laughs> no, but look, it, look, boys, five weeks left in the season. It, I tell you what, it's going to be bloody close, isn't it? Who finishes top two? Who sneaks into fifth on the ladder? So, cannot wait to see how it all plays out. But thank you for tuning in to this round 14 edition of the Monday Waffle. I'm Jesse Donnelly-Jones, joined by Connor Malice and Tom McCracken. Enjoy the weekend of footy and see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Monday Waffle, proudly brought to you by the students from ECU Broadcasting.